Welcome to the Casual Fridays REI podcast, where you'll learn about the wildly profitable niche of land investing. Active land investors Adam Southey and Justin Sleva are here to share their experiences with you so that you can learn how to build massive cash flow and huge profits from this highly lucrative niche. So without further ado, here are your hosts, Adam Southey and Justin Sleva. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm Adam Southey here with my co-host, Justin Sleva, and this is the Casual Fridays REI podcast today. We're talking about if it ever gets easier. Before we do that, though, let's talk about Rocket Print and Mail. Guys, we all know that getting our offers in the hands of people with land that you want to buy is crucial to the success of our business. And there's no better or cheaper way to do it than Rocket Print and Mail. Justin and I both run our business on it, and it couldn't be easier. It's quick, easy, and by far the most effective way to get your letters out. So go check them out. The website is rocketprintandmail.com forward slash casual Fridays. Hi. Hey. No. 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 Oh, it, does, it doesn't get any easier. <laughs> I thought you were going to say no. Rocket Print is not. No, but the they are—they're having their end of year sale. Yeah. Well, yes, and they're having a year and end of year sale. No, <laughs> the business does not get yeah. any easier. Yeah. No. Yes, right. Rocket Print is having an end of year sale and is the way to send your direct mail. Yep. Everybody's doing it. Jump on online. Yep. So yeah. what's got you thinking it doesn't get easier today? There's got to be a story behind this because this is your topic. And when you have a topic, something's going on in that cute little brain of yours. Hmm. Well, it just seems like uh, it's end of year. Okay. Crazy busy. Okay. And, uh, well, A, that part. Okay. Busier than ever. And B, um, taking on more, right? We've got okay. the new match class going on. Okay. All my, or half my ATMs got shut down this week. Yeah. Um, going, hiring a new accountant and figuring that whole thing out, working through that whole deal. Yeah. And so I'm just like, man, we're in this deep now. Like, shouldn't it be easier at this point? I'm going to say again, no. <laughs> and, and I say that for a reason, because as you work out and as you expand, you have to push more weight. Mm. So typically, as you get stronger, it takes more weight to do it. So you cannot make it easy. Now, you could just stop and just coast, mm-hmm. and it'd be easy for a little while. But is that the result you want? Yeah. Yeah. No, my initial thought, too, was just to be like, nope, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. But then it does, right? Because like what kind of what you said right there, like to keep growing, you got to keep adding more weight and it, gets, it stays mm-hmm. harder. But, you know, you can go, let's say you're benching 200 and now you go back. Well, at well, some point 100 was hard. Yeah. And now you rep that out, right? Just so, things that are easy now uh-huh. that weren't. And as you grow, the new stuff becomes hard to work through. Okay. I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. I'm trying to think about how I word this because of all of our entrepreneurial listeners they are not wired like the nine to fiver right Mm -hmm. they are wired to continually chase this invisible goal that we have set for our life and we probably don't even can't even visualize what that is you i mean i i'd be willing i could ask you say adam what's the number where you stop what's and and you don't know what it is because inflation happens life happens you break a leg you get a new car you you get a 17 dogs at a dog rescue you decide to open one day. I, I don't know what entails happens to you. So we don't know what that number is. We don't know what that goal in life to reach to because as entrepreneurs, we're typically wired to just chase this imaginary thing that if I do this one more thing, I'm going to be there. If I do this one more deal, if I get to this next type of deal, if I get out of this next asset class, we continue to chase it. So it is never enough and it never gets easy because it's continually learning. It's continually hard. It's continually stuck in the suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that's what we always say is like, you always, that's how we make the money because yeah. we, we handle the suck. Yeah. I was actually, I think you have a story to tell about Jake, but I was talking with Jake yesterday about all this and we were both just kind of like, 
venting, right? And I yeah. was like, that's why we have the office. So we can come in, everybody can talk it out, and then we go back to work. <laughs> you want to hug it out. We're Indian leg wrestling for, for quarters today. Yeah, and that's a when you asked that question earlier, that story came straight to mind because we've been arguing with a power company who I, I heard Jake being nice the last week on talking to them, and they're like, oh, yeah, we'll get right back to you. And then two days later, oh, sorry, we've been out of the office, you know, and they're not getting so... We made some phone calls yesterday, got involved with the county clerk. Long story short, well, let me kind of back it up a little bit and give you some, kind of some context here. Bought a 10-acre, nice square, great ass, uh, great access. Uh, somebody, our realtor went out and listed it, thought it was worth X amount, put it on the market. Um, she calls us when she's showing it to somebody and goes, hey, did y'all know they uh, put power lines right down the middle of it? <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't we were talking about different things then this is new to me oh you haven't heard this yet uh, oh, okay uh, yeah so we we've we've known there's powers lined out there for a couple weeks and jake he's he's looking at me he goes well, what do we do and i go we find out where the fuck the easement is and who and so he uh reaches out to the power company and they're like oh yeah we we've got an easement somewhere the engineer took it on friday to the county courthouse we're like well, when did you sign the easement what's december right now this is we're real time we're we're recorded yesterday so when you're listening to this he said they signed it in August and they drew it up in July. We closed on a property in July. We said, great, show us the easement. Oh, well, it's at the county. When you walk into the county, if you don't know this, when you walk into the county to hand them to record something, they stamp it, hand it right back to you. It's not a, okay, we'll take it and put it on the pile. No, they just click, click, make a photocopy, scan it in, and send it back to you. Especially in Push Mahontaw. I mean, it's not a big county with a lot of things going on. She goes, yeah, it's recorded. Here's a copy of scanned. You can, I'll send it over to you. So we look at it. Well, this property has a has a fun story to it. Uh, grandma died, left it to mom. Her name was, we'll just, I, I, am I okay saying names? You good with that? Curry Harris. Property's name was still in Miss Curry Harris's name. Miss Curry Harris died in 1989. Miss Curry Harris also signed the easement in August. <laughs> in August. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how that works. Funny out. how that is. And we yeah. left that part off when we talked to the power company because we wanted to see what they would say and see what they'd come up with. Because I was like, I bet they put a, I bet they put something together when you started calling two weeks ago. They trying to screw us. And so we left that part off when we've been talking to them. So we contacted our attorney up there. He says, Hey, this is what you can do. Just let us know if you need to get involved. We're like, Okay, should we try to handle it with them straight? He goes, Yeah, I always try to handle it with them. You know, be be cordial and just see what what you can get out of it. So yesterday we talked to the guy and he after he gave us a runaround because he couldn't find the easement we went and got the easement and came back and said now explain it to us oh well the customer that's asking for the new power they get the easement i said so the guy that did this forged this he goes well how did he forge it now we let him know that hey this person's been dead we have probate paperwork this this property there's no other curry harris because it was an heir when she died her name was curry king mm. it was willed to her daughter i'm gonna call her lisa harris but it's a different name Lisa Harris died in 2020, left it to her son, who we've been through probate in Oklahoma City, been to probate, ancillary probate in Pushmahatawk County to get this property cleared with clear title. Good abstract all the way back into the 20s and uh, title insurance. So when we ask them that question, they just look at us like, uh, well, we don't know. I said, no, what we have is fraud and we have trespassing and destruction of property. So was the utility company that signed her name? Who signed her name? The so now the plot thickens. It's just gets it's even better. So his name we're going to call him Chris. Chris is Chris is the guy that lives behind us. Chris grew up in this small town. Chris has got family all around it, and come to find out, apparently his stepdad and his step uncle 
are relatives of this family, and they took care of it and got it signed. But it's better. He doesn't know anything. He's a good, upstanding citizen, doesn't know anything. But he, um, his dad has died since the thing has been done. And his uncle is mute and deaf in a nursing home. Chris's stepdad died. Chris's stepdad and died. The uncle is mute. And he doesn't, yeah, and he doesn't know how the family was all related. There's just Miss Curry Harris signed it for him. And dad had it done, so he doesn't know what dad did because dad is dead. Mm -hmm. So he can't speak to that. And uncle's deaf and mute, so uncle can't speak to Mm -hmm. that. So we have a dead person signing the wrong name 20, 33 years after she died. When did did stepdad die? Between uh, July when we bought it and now. Now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I assume August or July of when they drew up the easement, because that's when the, the guy at the county is telling us, oh, we wrote up the easement in July. It wasn't signed and recorded till into August, a month after we closed mm-hmm. by a person that died 33 years ago. <laughs> all right. By a guy that's dead and an uncle that's deaf and mute, so he can't tell you how they're all related. Hmm. In Oklahoma City, with a notary that signed it in Latimer County, who doesn't look like the most savory of characters he has some very interesting jail r kelly like features Mm. like he likes to pee on people like probably so teardrop eyes (laughs) it's uh his his linkedin reads like a he he works for three months at each each location gotcha and he's always the next big new biggest thing and this notary stamp was brand new because it's a three-year notary cycle there and he just got it so does it get any easier? Well, what's the work? How do you fix all this? Well, we, uh, the guy that asked for the, Chris, the guy that's getting the power, says he will do whatever we need to do to make it right because he didn't know about any of this, and he's a good good old guy, and he just wants to make it right. My comment back was, I would say that too if I've committed fraud <laughs> and trespass and destruction of property. I would say whatever I needed to to get rid of this felony. So what do you do? Yeah. So we've we've made them a an offer they can compensate us. We'll take the compensation, we'll run with it and fix it and and we'll make an audible or they can buy the property with the sale that we lost because of the power lines right down the middle. Mm-hmm. The same price. I think wow. that's pretty fair. Yeah, I think that's fair too. If he can do that, I'm going to guess maybe he can't do that part. I don't know. We don't know. We just submitted that back. So, I mean, this is fresh. This is like off the press. This morning we were talking to their guy, the CEO at the power company. He's like, this is the first time this happened in 15 years. This is not something happened. I said, well, it has, and here we are. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the way I'm looking at it is I've got a property that's not worth near as much as what it was. I've got power running right down the middle of it. I've got trees laid down that should have never been cut down. It took years to grow, Mm -hmm. and i got a mess here. Can the utility company be held responsible they don't believe they can because they aren't the ones that got the easement. But they, like I explained to him, is you are the one that trespassed. Mm-hmm. You didn't have a check function. And so the attor- our attorney believes an eviction suit is what would happen. They're willing to help us any way they can, and their attorneys are willing to help us any way they can. But they believe that it falls on to the person that, course they got that well yeah, I mean. so as far as i'm concerned they're the ones that trespassed but they did it under false pretenses so you know who does it fall back to 
the good old boy in, in a jury's eye who does it fall back to the good old boy the the big bad electric company or the big bad land investors from texas mm-hmm. yeah that reminds me one of the the oklahoma deal yeah the big one the attorney involved with that said well what are you going to do to this older lady yeah like you're the big it was exactly like, you're the big bag land investor yeah you're gonna take it to the da they're gonna laugh you out yeah <laughs> and so and he may have said that for some self-preservation as oh, well yeah, 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 yeah. so i i i agree with that that sentiment but at the same time they he said he would pay to move it and get it in the right spot well we figured up the cost of that that's twenty something thousand dollars to move it you know okay why don't we just keep it there keep nobody from getting hurt and everything just keep status quo it's where you wanted it in the first place I'll pay for it this time because we know you didn't pay anybody because Miss Curry was, she'd been dead for a while. Mm-hmm. And this was just a buy low, sell high. This wasn't a subdivide. Well, so originally it was bought to be a split. We were going to split it into two, five acre lots, but it, you had it sold and you said you so, lost that sell. Was it sold as one? Sold as one yeah. because the, the agent at the time thought the market would command just the same price as what we thought splitting it. So they said, Hey, we'll let you run with it. And surveyors were way out. I mean, we're, we still haven't even got a surveyor out there to mark the corners. Mm-hmm. So, so, so essentially, it was a, a buy low, sell high is what it ended up being. Mm-hmm. Seven and a half years later, these are still never getting easier. No, I mean there's still these random things yeah. that pop up, and that's and that's the uh, the fun thing about it. now. Do we have a little bit more confidence handling it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, do we know the jargon a little bit better? Do we, is our land strength a little stronger? Yeah, can I take on a little bit more weight? Am I mentioned two twenty five now or three fifteen? Can you add another forty five and I still still put it up? Now maybe I don't do three forty five or three fifteen. I'm not putting three forty fives on each side every workout, and I'm working out with one eighty five, two fifteen, just getting my reps in. But when it comes time to put the hammer down, you got to be able to do it. And so that's why it never gets easier, because there is always something else involved. And I, when you brought this topic up, I joked and said, "Hey, you throw family into it, you throw wife, throw kids, throw life. It doesn't get." easier there's great days there's days you drive the sunroof's open the sun's shining down on you and it's amazing but if you want it to get easier you need to start a podcast and then tell about all the good shit that happened to you and then listen to that on your ride home and that's the good life like are you starting your a podcast to talk to yourself with that if they want to hear the good side of everything because we all blow sunshine and smoke up everybody's asses you know when the gurus out here saying oh yeah million dollars no money down blah blah after we posted that i saw three drip emails and 10 fucking instagram videos on that last week wasn't there someone else in the land space who those there was that was land space only oh oh. (laughs) let me show you how to no money down how i made this with no money down my friend made this with no money down you know, yeah. It's, yeah, I did have a guy call me on a strategy call, wanted to debate that, like, because um, he's just a, a uh, such a huge fan of Jack Bosch. About mm-hmm. he, you know, they, they they flip the contracts. Okay, yeah. great. You can assign contracts. You can do it, but there's no. It's it costs you money to get that lead. Mm-hmm. There is a low bar of entry, but there's still a bar of entry. Mm-hmm. So if you can't spend five or ten thousand dollars in marketing cost, you're not going to generate much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy was really into it, too. That was the second phone call to call and tell me that. Nice. He yeah. called to re-debate you. Yeah, he had forgotten that he had called the first time until we started talking about it. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, dude, we've already talked about this before. Actually, we were October, November, and now December. Nice. Yeah. So he's in the funnel, and he still likes talking to you. See, it doesn't even get easier <laughs> doing those calls. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't want to sound sour or angry or 
upset, but I do want to sound like a realist that if you're actually pushing yourself and you're trying to get better and do bigger deals and, and get more ninja like inside your craft, it is going to be hard. There's Mm going to be hard days. I look at some of the, our clients that are our closest clients that have gone out on their own and they're one year in, two years in, and they look at you and they go, God, man, my, my net worth looks fucking great. My cash flow, it's kind of tight mm-hmm. because they, they look at their P&L statement and it does not reflect what they feel they did this year. Mm-hmm. And I know you're going through it with the new accountants, so you're running through all these businesses. And, you know, it, if, if we judge, let's say Stove Canyon, it sold three this year or four this year? Three or four. All but one. All, so, so it sold five then. Yeah. So year one, the LLC lost $1,700. This year, after we paid the bank off and everything, it's going to make a couple hundred thousand dollars. Um, paid the loan off, interest. It's it's sitting so. It, what, I'm gonna call it a couple hundred just for easy math. But we still have a shit a four hundred five hundred thousand dollar deal sitting out there, and that's where all your profits at. So if we looked at this subdivide and you're going, well, shit, it didn't really make much money. Well, yeah, because we just paid off the interest, we paid off the capex, we paid off the bank, we haven't taken a dollar out of it. If you were surviving and that was the only thing you had going for you this year. It would suck. Mm-hmm. But when that next one closes, and it closes, um, let's call it closing, say he's, Trevor's showing it today, it sells today, and it he gets an offer of three fifty, three ninety. We take it. We take $21,000 off closing costs, commissions, and whatever that comes out to, So we're, or a little bit more than that, so call it $24,000. Um, so we clear three twenty five. We split that three ways, and you made 90-something thousand plus the other money we're up right now. You've made 125000 on your $100,000 investment. When I say it like that, it sounds freaking good. Mm-hmm. When I look at it year by year, year over year, it doesn't look as good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was filling out a bunch of those P&Ls for the new accountant. I'm like, well, this, like, this doesn't look right because I know I've put more money in my pocket than mm-hmm. this big negative that this shows. Yeah, and I, I had a three-hour consulting meeting today about that where his P&L is like, dude, I lost money this year. I don't know how I lost money. We go through it. We look at what his tax advisor had given him, some ideas to put money into a setup account pay himself cash for cleanup on some certain things. So he had 50 something thousand dollars. He had moved around just to have avoided the tax statement. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, dude, you get, there's 50 grand you put in your pocket. Well, I don't have it. It doesn't feel like it. Well, you put it in your SEP account. You put it in this account. You put it in this account. That money's still money you spent or you you have mm-hmm. your marketing's paid for through next year. And all you have to do is sell a few more and you got three more being sold right now and they're closing and you're making, I think his profit on it was like $130,000. But after closing costs and everything, you cleared one hundred and ten, And you have nine more properties in inventory that are paid for. I'd say that's pretty good for 18 months in a business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's real good. So, Yeah, I feel like you need to adjust his uh, um, meeting time. <laughs> it's always like at 11 or 11.30. Well, I, t- I told him 10. He showed up at 11. Or I told him 10. He said, hey, out by 11.30. I said, okay. He showed up at 11. And I said, I thought you said 1130. He goes, I did. And he goes, oh, shit, it's 11. I go, okay, that's fine. And then we get on, we always get into tangents. I think part of being a coach is being a friend and listening when they want to talk. And that's always good. And I like pulling from him because he has more wisdom than me because he is older than me. So I pull from that experience. Cool. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. What, what's this week? Are we going into Christmas next? Are we? Mm, Yeah. Okay. Yep. I don't, well, I don't think Christmas is actually, I don't know what the dates are, but I don't think Christmas is actually next week. Okay. But it's that, if it is at the end of the week, right? Because 
Yeah, I'm not sure. And today is the 16th. So the 16th of December. I was going to make sure we didn't have to wish him a Merry Christmas before. No. No, I think next we week, one more. Yeah, next week yeah. we'll wish him a Merry Christmas. Cool. Okay. But don't forget to buy your, your special someone gifts. It's just your reminder that you have not done it yet. And do get it done. I knocked all mine out two days ago. I'm good to go. Good job. All right. Good job. All right. Well, that's it then, guys. Uh, have a great, a great Friday. Like Justin said, don't forget that Rocket Print uh, mail sale. And as always, just a favor. Go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Just like, follow, subscribe. And then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening to us. Like, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you next Friday. See you guys.